Hi, welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. We're so happy you're joining us on our journey through the book of Matthew. Join us today as we talk through the way Jesus instructed us to live the good life. here at Branch Life Church and we are thrilled that you're connecting with us here today in this online format. I want to let you know right off the bat that we've got some special announcements and opportunities that are just for you, our online audience and family members. And we are glad that you are part of Branch Life Church. Whether you're worshiping at home or on the road or wherever and you are and for whatever reason, we're glad that you're part of our family. We're going to let you know that you can get involved at Branch Life Church in two ways, at least, even from home, if you never are able to come and join with us in person. The first way is you can help host an online service. And if you're interested in doing that, just write online host in your connection card. Secondly, today is Group Sunday. And in our in-person worship, we're, we're exposing people to a lot of our groups that are meeting in various places around our community. But we want to let you know that we're launching an online-only group that you can participate in. And so whether you're near and you have health concerns that are keeping you away, or for some reason you've connected with us and you're a little bit further distance ways uh, away, you can still join and be part of a group. We are so grateful for all of the people that are bringing Uh, that are coming together at Branch Life Church, and we're glad that you are some of those people. We invite you to join in today to worship, to chat, to pray, to think about God's Word, and we pray that God uses all of this in our lives. Hey, welcome back to our Good Life series. This is our second week in The Good Life, and we're learning from the master teacher himself, Jesus, what it is to live a good life in God's eyes. Last week, Pastor Josh showed us kind of the the counterintuitive or surprising truths related to having true happiness or blessedness in our life. And we're continuing to introduce Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, this week. And we're going to be talking about living a life of influence. Living a life of influence. It's a job now for some people to be influencers. In fact, Most kids, if you'll ask them today what they want to be when they grow up, the majority of them will say a YouTuber. And so whether a few years ago it was duck lips, whether it's TikTok dances, or whether it's uh, uh, asking, hey, show me that you live in Southeast Pennsylvania, or tell me you live in Southeast Pennsylvania without telling me you really live in, in, in Southeast Pennsylvania. Any number of viral videos or memes or different things that happen are produced by these so-called influencers. And the crazy thing is some people are making thousands or even millions of dollars of doing this. Is that really the good life? Some of them may have good good fun and and we may even enjoy watching the the work that they produce, but in, in God's eyes, is that what it means to live a life of influence, to be an influencer? 
We're going to think about that this morning, and we're going to look at it from the pages of Scripture in Matthew chapter 5. And I invite you to follow along. We'll have it on the screen, but I'd certainly encourage you to, to follow along in your copy of God's Word in a Bible or on your favorite app. Let's read together and uh, consider this passage. Matthew chapter 5 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And today we, we want to think about this idea and this theme, that, that if you want to truly live a life of influence, if you want to make a difference in the world, that you make disciples. You make disciples. And, and I want to show you, remind you kind of what it is to be a disciple right from the context of Matthew chapter 5 and, and the verses that, that lead into the Sermon on the Mount. And in, in Matthew chapter 4, just a page before, Jesus is calling the first disciples. And in verse 19, he says, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. In large part, we could think about the Sermon on the Mount as kind of Jesus' first explanation or official teaching to the disciples of how to do this task of making disciples, of being a fisher of men. And from Matthew chapter 4, we get this, this simple definition that, that we could say, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus. So remember, Jesus said, follow me. He's being changed by Jesus. I will make you. And then the person is making disciples like Jesus, I will make you fishers of men. So, so women and men today can, can join in and be one of Jesus' true disciples by being a follower of Jesus, by being changed by Jesus, and then leading others to, to, to make disciples like Jesus. And that's the theme of this salt and light passage. Uh, in our passage, it concludes in Matthew chapter 5, and it says... Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What we're to learn and what we're to appreciate from this text is supposed to make a difference in people's lives. To make a difference for eternity. To call people to become true followers of Jesus. To call people to have a real and lasting experience with God. We're going to kind of take a look and work through this passage and kind of rehash it and, and look at it from a number of different vantage points and kind of consider the different facets that are included in these short section of verses that help us to know what this looks like. How do we make a difference in the world by making disciples? The first aspect is, 
is this, that, that it's, it's better together. That's a phrase that we use all the time here at Branch Life Church, but it's better together. Working together creates exponential impact. Uh, we look and we see all of these verses here that say you. And I am guilty of this, and probably many of us are too. Uh, because of our culture, because of our upbringing, almost always when we look at you in the Bible and we think, oh, he's talking about me specifically. It's actually a plural. So if we were maybe a little further south in our country, we might say, y'all. You all are the salt of the earth. And every use of you in this passage is plural. You all are the light of the world. Let all of your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Or to work together to have an exponential impact. I have with me uh, in my, my back pocket here one of the, the images from this passage. It said, you are the salt of the world, salt of the earth. Now, it would be virtually impossible for me to get out one little grain of salt. So I tap, see, I've already got a whole handful there. But if I had one little grain of salt in my hand, it could theoretically do the same thing that this whole salt shaker could do on a very minuscule basis. But if I put one grain of salt in a dish to eat, unless you have the most attuned palate uh, known to mankind, you're probably not even going to notice the difference. But when I put in a teaspoon of salt, or I put in a whole pinch of salt or, or that, or I use this whole container of salt to, to cure meat, to, to, to preserve it, it has an exponential impact that one little grain of salt cannot have. The Bible tells us here that, uh, that to be a disciple maker, to be a disciple maker is to work together with others, to have an impact for eternity. Uh, today we're calling our, our, our live service and, and our theme for this week is, it is a groups Sunday. And at Branch Life Church, the way that we try to live out this idea of being better together is in the context of our branch groups. We all have a responsibility to, as individuals, be salt and light to the world around us. But when we come together, we can have a greater and a more lasting impact. As we go through together, I want to just kind of highlight some of the ways that this is playing out in our different branch groups and encourage you as we go through to consider how you might be a part. If you're local and want to jump into an in-person group, we'd love to have you do that and we can certainly help you know about it. But as I mentioned earlier, there is an online group that is forming and we're going to be sharing the information about that throughout this morning. So stay tuned and you can find out about the schedule and how to participate even in an online group. So many of our groups are living out this idea of better together so well. They're, they're connecting, they're, they're, they're living together, and they're accomplishing some great things. One of the, the ways that this happens is when we care for one another. When we care for one another. One of our groups 
is experiencing this right now in a couple of different ways. Uh, they have a group member that is a single mom and is going through some very difficult circumstances. And they have rallied together to support her and her young boy as they walk through this difficult season of life and all of the, the ups and unfortunately a lot of downs that come with it. And they've been able to help her financially. They've been able to help her emotionally and spiritually. And the ladies that are part of this group are, are wrapping their arms around and checking in and helping her in this. The reality is, is that that might become overwhelming if it was just left up to one person. But because they're entering in together as a group, they're having a great impact. Another member in this group, and it's our Douglasville group, it's not a secret, but uh, is that, that one of their members has recently been diagnosed with an extremely aggressive form of leukemia. And it's so encouraging to see how they're rallying together to, to encourage the wife of this husband who's now in the hospital and getting very aggressive treatment. And they're, they're having an exponential impact through prayer, through service, through helping out in these difficult times that, that any one of them wouldn't be able to have quite the, the large impact that they're having. Another example is our, our North Coventry group that has taken the lead on, on a lot of the, the food efforts. And so they've done pop-up food pantries. They've connected with other organizations and, and done that. And so we, they, they get food from Costco and they take it to the Rolling Hills uh, community center in that neighborhood and support them. They've worked with the Pottstown Area Children's Foundation to support their food efforts at various times during the pandemic. And because they're coming together and then calling other groups and other people and other organizations within our community, they're having an exponential type of impact that is bigger than what any one of them could have as an as a individual. When we want to live a life of influence, it's important that we realize it is not just up to us as one person. We are better together. Some of you may become tremendous social media influencers. But even greater than that would be to rally, to come alongside of, to be with a fellow group of believers that are committed to making a difference for eternity in the, the lives of people by calling them to be followers of Jesus. And we invite you to do that. As we continue to, to look through and we think, we, we see that, that to, to do this, to make an impact in people's lives, means that we're involved in doing useful things. Things that, that are practical. And so when we're on Jesus' mission, we're meeting practical needs. We're meeting practical needs. In our passage, it says, it talks about, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Salt is good for a remarkable a number of things. Salt, like the salt shaker I had before, helps make our food taste better. And it transforms food to, to, to bring out the natural flavors and sweetness and, and different things. And, 
in vegetables and fruits and meats. Salt is, is used to preserve food. And so if you go hunting and you get a deer or a different animal, you may salt the meat to protect it from, from rotting. In the wintertime, and we're thankful that it's currently not that season any longer, but, but we use salt to, to melt snow and to melt ice. Salt can be used as an antiseptic and to protect wounds from infection and, and different things like that. Salt is incredibly useful. And sometimes people want to, to dive in and say, okay, what exactly, what component of salt was Jesus thinking about in this passage? I don't think it matters. I think the point is that it's useful. And the, the, second, the second half of the verse there highlights that. If, if it's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. This passage highlights that if we want to be making a difference in the lives of others, we need to be meeting practical needs. Later in the passage, it says that if they see your good works, they'll give glory to God your Father who is in heaven. Your good works, useful things. Again, so many of our, our branch groups are doing these type of useful activities. And there's a lot of overlap. We could just repeat all the examples that we gave before, but we want to continue to, to highlight and to celebrate a lot of what our groups are doing. Our East Vincent group has partnered with a local operation called Operation 143. And about once a month or so, they go and fill backpacks for children who are dealing with food scarcity or food insecurity. And those backpacks go to them and then they get to their home and it provides food for the students and for their families for a few days. The, the East Vincent group has, has done that now for a year or more. And they've impacted thousands of people's lives in, in the Pottstown area. The group that I'm a part of in Trap is partnering with another church, Pottstown Bible Church. And we're trying to support their efforts as they have a tremendous ministry and outreach to the homeless people that live near Pottstown. And so we're helping in a small way to, to supply their food pantry and, and to bring non-perishable items that, that can support and encourage those families as Pottstown Bible Church continues to, to love and to serve them even though there, there's nothing materially wise that will likely ever come from those people that they're seeking to share the gospel with. What can you do? What can you be part of that is useful, that is practical, that meets actual needs in the life of the people around you? As we continue to, to think about our passage and continue to, to work our way through this text, we remember and we remind ourselves that that not only are we better together, not only are we supposed to be doing useful and practical things, but we're supposed to be doing these things in public. We're supposed to be doing these things in public. Our lives together show God's impact. Our lives together show God's impact. In John, uh, in the, the upper room, right before Jesus uh, was to be arrested and, and crucified and, and killed in that, he, he gave the new commandment that people will know that you are my followers because you love one another in the same way that I love you. When we say that, that we're to live our lives 
publicly. That doesn't mean that we're clamoring for attention. That doesn't mean that we are um, saying, hey, look at me, see what I'm doing and how great I am. But we are to live our lives in a way that can be seen and recognized and possibly appreciated by the people around us. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 5. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. You are the light of the world, a city on a hill. God's design for his followers, for the people that are citizens of his kingdom, is that we would live our lives together so that others would see did you know that you can look, you can take a candle and set it down on the ground, just a few inches from the ground, and assuming there's no trees or shrubs or anything in the way, that you can see a candle that's just a few inches off the ground, over one and a half miles away. Once you get beyond that, the curvature of the earth and, and all of that starts to have a have an impact and you may not be able to see that candle anymore. That's one simple candle just a couple of inches from the ground. Uh, Jesus says that we are to be a city on the hill, a light on a hill. As soon as you raise that object up, as soon as you put it up on a hill, that light can be seen for potentially hundreds of miles. And especially if we're not just a single candle, but we are lights together in this city on the hill. We are better together. We can have an impact that shines bright, that can be seen all over the place. Again, our groups are doing a great job of this. We have a men's group that meets on the first and third Tuesdays of the month. And recently they they, uh, they realize, hey, we've got all of our family and our friends that, that maybe have never even met one another because it's a men's group and so they don't usually come. Let's have an, an event where we can bring them and then we can invite other friends and family members to come and see our lives together and to hear from Jesus. And so they hosted a very manly event of a campfire and a, a clay pigeon shooting, shotgun shoot uh, event at a nearby camp. It was great. The families came, the kids came, there was uh, inflatable like bow and arrow uh, things and everybody had a great time. There was fire with s'mores, there was hot dogs and, and all of these things. And it was, it was a great night. And people enjoyed seeing the relationships that had been formed between these guys that maybe a few months ago didn't even know one another. But now their families are interacting, the kids are playing, they're having fun, they're seeing life publicly, living out their faith. And then as the, the night concluded, one of the, the members of the group shared a few words from God, from the Bible, and shared what was on his heart about how you can have a relationship with God. This is the type of thing that, that our groups are doing and in a variety of ways as they're seeking to live out 
this life together, this life committed intentionally to making disciples in a public sort of fashion. Yeah, there are always times, and you are certainly encouraged to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. But if people can see you living life with other believers, it can have a tremendous impact. The last facet that we want to look at this morning or today is that, that this is an illuminating type of an experience. Uh, we said that in the public uh, idea that we just talked about, that you're a light and that you are a city on a hill. And as they continue, Jesus shifts uh, kind of in his thinking and he says, but as a, as a stand, uh, you, are, you don't put your light under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine. Remember, let all of your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The one thing that we want to make sure that, that we, we talk about and we realize and we acknowledge is that if people aren't learning about God from how you're living your life and what you're talking about and what you're saying, you're doing it wrong. Okay? We can have clubs and groups that we're part of and we can find enjoyment and friendship in those types of things. We can be uh, serving together. For a time, a season in my life, I was a, a member of the Rotary Club. And the Rotary Club has done tremendous things with helping to eradicate polio and different diseases all around the world. It's a remarkable thing. They're better together. That's fantastic. They, they do it publicly. They, they raise funds and, and they do all of those types of things. They're, they're useful. They're meeting practical needs. But the Rotary Club, at least anymore, is not necessarily committed to, to sharing Jesus with others. And as we talk about making disciples, of making a difference in the world by making disciples, it's so important that we remind ourselves that we need to be teaching, we need to be talking, our lives need to be pointing to the realities about God. And if somebody's not learning about God from us and from our lives, there's a problem. There's an issue. We're doing life wrong, and we're not going to make that eternal impact. Uh, a lot of our groups <clears throat> uh, are doing a great job, again, with this, and, it, and we keep beating this drum to highlight this together and to invite you to participate. And I look forward to hearing the stories that will come from our online group, and hopefully we'll multiply those into multiple online groups in the future. And we're almost to the point where we'll get the details, so hang with me. But, but we want to, to remind ourselves that, that part of what our groups do is that they study the Bible together, and they invite others in to study and learn together. We have groups that are studying subjects like marriage. We have groups that are studying books of the Bible. A couple of groups are studying Romans. The men's group is studying Colossians. Our East Vincent group is studying John. And they're working through chapter by chapter through God's Word and being encouraged uh, from it. They're learning about God. Uh, they're, 
They're learning to, to serve God together and to do these things in a, in a spiritual sort of way. And then they're inviting others and they're drawing people in to these discussions, into this investigation of God. And so when people ask at different events, why are you doing this or who are you connected with? We say, hey, we're, we're connected with Branch Life, which is us. And hey, if you want to learn about him, you can come and join. with me. Living life together is wonderful, but impacting others with the good news about Jesus is how we make a difference in our world. We invite you today to, to live a life of influence, to, to follow these simple instructions from God's Word, to be salt and light. And before we, we go any further and, and do that, we just ask the question, hey, is this something that's become a reality in your life? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Are you someone that has said, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. I want my life to be transformed. I want to be changed by Jesus. And then with his help, I want to make disciples like like he makes disciples. The Bible says that the way that we initiate or the way that we become a follower of Jesus is very simple. And it's that this, that, that we acknowledge that we need him to save us, that we're separated him because of the sin in our life. And if left to our own devices, we would be facing the prospect of an eternity in hell. But God came into the world to fix the brokenness, to fix the sin that we couldn't fix on our own. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who came to the world and lived a perfect life. He died on the cross and then he rose from the grave to show that he had defeated sin and he had defeated death and that we can have life with God that lasts forever when we simply turn and believe and trust in him alone for our salvation. And when we do that, then God empowers us and enables us to recover and restore the design that he's placed on our life, which includes living a life of influence. That includes being a disciple maker. That includes making a difference in the world. We invite you to, to be part of that and to do that. And then ask another question, and it's this. Are you connected to a branch group? Are you connected to a branch group? Maybe providentially you've, for this season, had to not join in, in public worship and you've been engaging online, but you've remained engaged with your branch group. We certainly would encourage you to keep doing that and, and to, to follow along and to, to remain plugged in there. Maybe some of you are, are local and would like to join a group. If you let us know on your connection card, we can begin to facilitate that and make that happen. But maybe for whatever reasons, lots of you uh, would like and appreciate an opportunity to connect, to pursue some of these things in an online group that would meet primarily or exclusively online. 
And we're launching that opportunity for you today. And the schedule is going to be this. It's going to be on the first and the third Tuesdays of the month in the evening, probably at 7 o'clock at night. And uh, I'm going to be helping lead and facilitate the group to get started, but uh, hopefully have some of you others join in and participate with us. And we'll look through the Bible, and we'll look and we'll talk about how we can do these types of things together, even though we might not meet together in person. Because we can still be better together. Uh, we can still meet useful and practical needs. We can still live publicly uh, before our, our friends and our family and our neighbor in waves and support one another in that. And then we can certainly help and encourage one another and others learn about God. And so we would invite you to let us know. And the way that you can let us know, we've talked about it a few times already today, is that you can let us know on our connection card. If you go to branchlife.church, you'll find it right on the homepage there. I think it's being linked on your platform if you're watching this live as we speak. But you can fill out your connection card. You can let us know that you worshiped with us today. You can share your prayer requests. But then if you type in the comments that you're interested in our online group, We'll get back in touch with you and let you know all the details and look forward to connecting with you soon in our first meeting. If you have questions about the gospel or how to become a follower of Jesus, you can always check out the gospel tab on our, on our website. And that's also available on our homepage or on the top menu from any page on our screen. We're so glad that you've worshiped with us together today. Let me pray and conclude our time in God's word. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this a chance to connect. God, these simple and yet powerful images of being salt and light in our world. God, help us to remember that one little grain of sand might make a little tiny difference. A grain of salt. But, but, but together, we can have an extraordinary impact. God, help us to, to, to let our light shine, to put that light with others up on a hill live it out publicly so that people can see, not for our own credit or glory, but so that people will turn and praise and follow you. God, we ask that you would continue to allow our groups and the people that are connected with this church to have a great impact in our area, calling people to follow Jesus and live lives of influence and impact themselves. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for connecting with Branch Life Church today. We hope that your connection with Jesus has been strengthened, and we hope that now you'll go and reach our world. If you'd like to make giving part of your worship experience today, you can do that at our website, branchlife.church/give. And we invite you to, to continue to look to our website for your next steps of engagement, for learning what's going on at Branch Life, and even as a tool to share your faith with others. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great day.